Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! My name is Toby. Uh, I'm not an elder or a deacon or anything like that. Um, I'm not auditioning to be one either. Uh, but yeah, this is just an opportunity for uh, the likes of me and you've heard, maybe you've heard like Sam, Karin or, or Gareth as well preach. Uh, but yeah, this is just an opportunity for us to just be obedient uh, to God's word and just be able to, um, yeah, just listen to him and just be obedient as well. Um, so hopefully you are blessed uh, today by the sermon uh, I have for you. Um, but yeah, uh, if, before, I, before I start, uh, just allow me to pray uh, and then we can get into it. Amen. Uh, Father God, I just want to thank you for um, today, Lord. Thank you that... Um, You've deliberately just made this day for us, Lord. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you that we can just come to you, converse with you. Uh, we're not here for entertainment. Uh, we're here to be transformed by your word, Lord, and to learn more about you and just draw closer to you as well. Uh, so would you just use uh, me as your instrument, Lord, this, this morning uh, to just uh, speak your word? Uh, and Lord, we want to pray that um, it just impacts different ones, different lives, Lord. Uh, whether it be one people or several or multiple, Lord, whether it be online or physical, uh, Lord, we're believing that you're going to touch people's lives this morning. Uh, and Lord, we're believing for a powerful time uh, where we can just invite you uh, to come and just be in, in the midst of your presence as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so, um, I will be reading from Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. Uh, if you want to turn there, uh, if you're new to the Bible, uh, it should be quite easy to find because it's the first book of the Bible. Um, so, yeah, uh, feel free to turn with me. If you don't have your Bibles, it's on the screen behind me as well. Uh, but, yeah, uh, would you just allow me to read? It says, um, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Now, if you're familiar with the Bible, uh, Abram is uh, renamed to Abraham in about two chapters' time. Uh, but this is before he, he is renamed. Uh, but it says, uh, the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Uh, in other translations, it might say, your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And verse 5, uh, I've underlined it because this is kind of the anchor of my sermon today. Uh, it says, He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Uh, the start of my title today is called The Great Outdoors. Um, not long ago, Gareth preached a message called Great Expectations, so this is kind of a spin-off from that. Um, but yeah, that's my mom and dad. Um, again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there whether they be sitting next to you or a thousand miles plus away. Uh, yeah, do send your lo some, some love to your, to your mom. Uh, they, I'm sure they appreciate it after all the difficult times they've been through to raise us as kids. Uh, and all the mothers say, amen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I won't put you on the spot. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, that's my dad as well, decked out in full dad gear. Um, but yeah, this picture was taken, I think, last year uh, in May. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, we've been through a pandemic the last two and a bit years. 
Um, we are kind of coming out, in the UK at least, we are coming out of that, thankfully. Uh, and yeah, this was kind of just when uh, restrictions were kind of loosening. Uh, before we couldn't even go outside, you'd have kind of, you're allowed to go out once per day, which is a bit sad for some people. Uh, I think some of us really can't stay inside too much. Uh, and a lot of people struggled uh, during lockdown because we couldn't go out, couldn't see course mates, couldn't go out for studies, couldn't see friends, even church, you couldn't go out to see people. Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, I, I really liked staying indoors. Um, I, not the proudest thing to admit, but I love staying indoors. Uh, it was very easy to go from a one-hour bus commute to work uh, to just a simple one roll out of bed to, to get to work. Uh, so that was a nice uh, change. Uh, also nice to not see colleagues. Uh, I recently switched jobs, but uh, if you're watching this from my old workplace, I'm really sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just nice to just stay at home, uh, work, uh, even church to a degree. It's probably terrible to say. I'm trying not to look at fasters at the moment. Um, but yeah, even, even going to church, I can just enjoy church from my living room uh, with a cup of tea. It was just very easy to not have to commute anywhere. Uh, don't look at me, Pastor Dave Cat. Um, but yeah, uh, life for me felt just very comfortable, very relaxed, staying at home. Uh, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, I'm hoping I'm not the only one, anyway. Um, but yeah, it was just very comfortable, uh, very relaxing just to just stay at home. Um, and of course, I'm not a good example uh, for many things, including this. Uh, but our, our journey with God can also be the same. Uh, we can just get comfortable uh, we can kind of get stuck in a way as well. Um, and I think for um, wh wherever you are in your spiritual journey, whether you, whether you are yet to uh, believe in God or um, you just accepted Christ uh, two days ago, a month ago, uh, or whether we're 10 years down the line, etc. Uh, I think it's sometimes very easy for us to just be comfortable, uh, to not have our faith challenged, you could say. Uh, and some people, some people have personalities like that where they're more outgoing, willing to experience different things, right? Uh, some of us are more conserved. We like to have things more consistent, uh, to be in control or just have things more predictable. Uh, but I think more than our personalities, whether we, we be extroverts or introverts, doesn't matter. Uh, I think today I want to speak to us about our spiritual condition. Um, just be, I mean, it's very easy in life. Uh, to get comfortable, to just sit back, relax, uh, enjoy what we know uh, is, is dependable, uh, to know that we can be in control of things. Um, but um, again, our faith doesn't grow if we just sit back and relax and, and, and not have our faith challenged, right? Uh, and yeah, I think most of us can sit here and say we don't like to be stretched, uh, we, we don't like to be challenged per se. Um, but again, yeah, faith, our faith doesn't grow. And sometimes it happens because we choose to, uh, or sometimes it happens because, well, life happens. Uh, sometimes life just gets in the way, teaches us different things, and sometimes we just settle and sit back and relax. Uh, just like the pandemic came in, made us all stay at home. Um, but it's because life happens. And for example, we just read in Genesis chapter 15, um, now, in Genesis chapter 15, obviously we see Abram, but before Genesis chapter 15, there's Genesis chapter 14. And before 14, there's 13. And before 13, there's 12. Can I give you a good amen? Um, in Genesis chapter 12, uh, God comes to Abraham, uh, essentially saying the same thing that he's just said in Genesis chapter 15, right? 
uh, I will bless you. I will make your name great. Uh, I'm going to make you great, God says to Abram. And I think for a lot of us, uh, if we're being told that we're going to be great, like Kat, you're going to be a really good lawyer, and you're going to be the best lawyer the world's ever seen. Brian, you're going to be the best tennis player the world's ever seen. Um, Suntan's going to be the best pharmacist the world's ever seen. Everyone's going to come to you for meds. I, I don't think he wants that because he wants to shut the store. But anyway, I think all of us, if we're going to be told that we're going to be great, we're all very excited, right? For whatever it, it may be, whether it be our PhD and all the PhD students said, there you go. Um, yeah, God, God wants to make us great. And just like Abraham, God promises to make him great. And yeah, we're excited. We love it. Abraham's, I'm sure, is excited in Genesis chapter 12. But time passes. And by the time we get to Genesis chapter 15, um, not a few days, not a few months, not a few weeks, but years have passed. Years have passed. And how many children does Abraham have? None. Not a single child. Um, and Abram and his wife Sarah aren't exactly getting any closer to getting, having any kids. Uh, in fact, Abram's probably in his late 70s, possibly even early 80s. Uh, so you can imagine the frustration on his face. Um, God, where's, 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 where's this promise that you've made me? Um, and if we look at the time frame, obviously nothing has changed between chapter 12 and chapter 15. Um, in fact, in chapter 13, uh, Genesis chapter 13, God says, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. Now, for those of us who clean our rooms on a regular basis, you know that dust gathers a lot. And there's a lot of dust in the world, and there's a lot to be counted if you're Abram. But again, in Genesis chapter 15, he doesn't have a single child. And sometimes we can apply this to our own lives. We converse with God, we hear the promises, we get our hopes up, but nothing changes. And we just sit there and wonder what on earth happened. Uh, but life happens. And despite all the promises that uh, God has given Abram, in his reality, Abram doesn't even have one child. Right? So what's wrong with Abram when we come to Genesis chapter 15? Well, pretty obvious, isn't it? What's wrong with Abram? Uh, God comes to Abram in, in a state where Abram's kind of almost complaining to God, uh, where's this promise that you've promised me? So we can see what happens. God has literally told Abram, I'm going to give you millions of kids, millions of descendants. But again, in Genesis chapter 15, life has taught Abram three things. When it comes to dreams and prayer requests, make them small, make them simple, and make them very realistic because God has promised millions of kids and yet uh, Abram's ambition becomes one baby. Quite a difference, right? So for some of us, we can also relate. So you say, God, you want to change the world, um, but I can't even finish an assignment. Um, God, you say you have all these plans and all these dreams and you read the Bible and see all these different things that God has done for these different people, and yet I can't find a job. Wow. Um, I need next week. I just need to get through this week to have a hope of graduating, right? Uh, I just need a hundred more pounds to just make it through the next month. And sometimes, all some of us as well. I just need a friendship that works because all the different ones before it just unraveled, right? And so before you know it, just like Abraham, we also get our hopes up, um, but. 
we now have our expectations reduced to a minimum. Because life has taught us that don't get your hopes up, keep your expectations small, and be realistic, right? Now, I've preached for a little few minutes, and it sounds a little bit depressing following Jesus, right? Uh, but why don't you go to Genesis chapter 15 again? Uh, God says, your very great reward. Uh, and again, some translation says, your reward shall be very great. Um, unbelievably, God's perspective hasn't changed. Despite, despite the circumstances Abraham's in, he hasn't gone and said, oh, Abraham, you're getting on a bit. I think maybe that promise has expired a bit. God hasn't said anything like that. Um, God's perspective is still the same. I will make your reward very great. Amen. And so God is still promising great things for Abraham. And yet Abraham himself is sitting in his tent wondering, I just want one baby. Uh, I, I will settle for one baby. But God is still promising millions of descendants, right? Um, so we come to verse 5. Um, and I'll read it again. It says, he took him outside. He said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to them, that, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. Um, and you can all smile a bit more <laughs> after I do this. Um, I have three observations for us, I think, we can look at. And um, these are for my, for my three points. For those of us who like to take notes, um, yeah. Our first point is posture change equals perspective change. So a change in your posture means a change in your perspective. Now, everyone slouching, sit up. Everyone sit up. Everyone sit up a little bit. Everyone sit up a little bit. Except Brian, you're too tall, it's fine. <laughs> um, don't you feel a little bit better just sitting up? Uh, I think there's a few things. You, you just feel better. You feel... Um, straightened, you, you see more. I think that's the main thing. You see more. Now, I looked back at my first sermon, and I was looking at Sam, who was sitting there a lot, and I was just preaching to Sam basically the whole time I was preaching. Um, but yeah, when you look up, you just see more. You get to see who's at the back. You get to see what was made in, in, in Espresso, right? I get to see what time it is, and don't worry, I won't preach too long, don't worry. Um, but yeah, you just see more. Um, and for... Abram, for example, he was stuck in his little tent, almost complaining in a prayer form. If we can learn anything from Abram, it's that he, he brings his complaints as a prayer. I think that's very powerful, right? But Abram is stuck in his little tent, and when God brings him outside, suddenly his back straightened and he's looking up, right? Looking at up God's promise again. And that, that posture change kind of takes us out into, obviously, God's perspective. We just see more. We see beyond our own little... little little context, right? Sometimes we get stuck in our little tent, just seeing our own problems, but suddenly a change in posture, when God comes in and brings you outside, we, 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 we see more, we see it beyond ourselves. We see other people around us who might be struggling even more than we are struggling. Uh, and that leads, that posture change is so important to, to, to just go beyond ourselves, to look beyond our little, little perspective, right? And that brings us me on to my second point, very quickly, which is God's perspective is always bigger than our perspective. And a lot of time when, obviously, we saw Abram just now, his, his perspective was just looking at, I haven't even got one kid. But God, again, brings him out of his tent, 
reminds him of the great promise that God has given him. And so God's great promise, God's perspective, suddenly shrinks down everything that Abraham was thinking in that little big, in that moment, right? Abraham was stuck in his tent thinking, this is such a big deal that I can't even get one kid. But God brings him outside and suddenly his perspective is just shrunk down because he witnesses how great God's perspective is, right? And just like us, how often does, how often do we think, okay, God, you are great, you are all this, but actually, what are you going to do for me in this little tiny space here, right? But God is, again, reminding us, if you look at all this, actually, this doesn't really matter anymore, right? That could be our world, but God sees everything else in front of it, behind it, and we just, want to, we just want to take some time to just obviously look at that and say, okay, God, your perspective is obviously bigger than our perspective. You, your, your dreams are bigger than my dreams. And so we want to align our dreams to what God sees. Amen. And remember, God didn't just promise Abraham one kid. He promised him millions of kids. And so that obviously physically is a bit strange. I mean, imagine being Sarah, being told that you're going to give birth to millions of kids. A bit daunting. Um, but God's perspective goes beyond what we can see. Amen. Uh, if you go to the first picture, XTV, um, I'm hoping you know what this is. This is a pair of binoculars. And so you use these to see further away, you just get to see further detail. Um, and maybe you've paid to use one of these. I don't know. I, I tend not to, but anyway. <laughs> um, if you go to the next picture, now if we look into the lenses of what God sees, uh, it then brings me on to my third point, which is uh, God to infinity, infinity and beyond. Um, clever, right? Um, in the vastness and the greatness of God's plan, uh, it's never solely about us, right? It's never solely about, God, what am I getting? What am I receiving from all this, Right? God sees beyond just us. God is all about the multitudes, not just the singular. God loves us to meet us in our little tent, just like he met Abraham in his little tent. But God's plan is always about the big picture. Amen? God is eternal, in case you didn't know. You need reminding. God is eternal. And how often do we just use someone who's so eternal just for our own personal gain? God, what are you going to do for me in this little space? Right? It's never about the little space. It's always about the big plan that God has for all of us. And we all fit into that big picture. Have you ever stopped and wondered, um, or thank God even, uh, for not giving you what you really wanted? Because sometimes when we get that small thing, we lose sight of all that, right? And sometimes the vision or the outcome of, that, of, of a vision doesn't always look like what we expect. Um, but that's the whole point. God's vision always takes us out of our own knowledge. Yeah. Right. So if next time you're serving on another Sunday, if you're physically tired, again, posture change. Remember, God, I'm physically drained um, but if me serving means that you're going to impact just even one life, whether it be online, uh, whether it be first service or second service, uh, or even just someone I meet during lunch, 
um, then I'll do it for you. Um, next time you're about to tithe, whether it be for mission offering, uh, whether it be for normal Sunday service, um, maybe again, posture change. I only, have, I only have a little bit of cash to last the rest of the month. Um, but if I give this 10 pounds, I know that you're going to turn that 10 pounds into 10 lives changed. Amen? Um, or even, God, I'm struggling through my studies. Um, but I know that you brought me to this city, whether it be Bristol, whether it be London, uh, to, to, to make a difference, not just for a certificate, not just for an education. Amen? So, God, you're going to use me uh, to just impact my friends. You're going to give me connections that go beyond my time in this city then so be it. I will do my best unto you. Amen. And even as I get the worship team to come back up, uh, just minister to us uh, once more, um, I just want to point out uh, one thing, um, especially. Um, the Bible specifically says God brought Abraham outside, right? Now, when we read the Bible, we, we don't always think of all these little things as significant, but that movement of God himself taking Aram outside is so significant. Because if you think about it, Aram is the representation of humanity, us. Uh, all our brokenness, all our weaknesses, all our complaints as well. And the whole idea is that us being humanity, we do not have the power within ourselves to bring ourselves outside, to be saved. That's where God comes in. God meets us in our little tent, in our little tiny perspective. God loves us so much that he's so grand, but yet he's still able to meet us in that small little space, right? And that's the idea. God comes in to save us, to bring us outside, um, to show us, again, remind us of the stars. Look at the, look at the stars. Count the stars to show us his purpose for us, his great plan for us. Uh, to have a glimpse, even just a glimpse of eternity of what he's built or what he's building, to let us know that he is doing a great thing, not just in our little lives, but in the rest of the world, in the people beyond us, beyond our timeline, beyond our city, uh, beyond our own little social space. Uh, God is here to bring us outdoors. Amen. And so even as I close, I wanted to close in prayer, uh, but I want to just pray for some people uh, this morning. Um, so even as you just remain seated, um, just close your eyes. Um, I just want to take this time to just pray um, for just a specific group of people. Um, I don't know how you've come here, whether a friend invited you, uh, or you've been here for a while, um, or you've been coming faithfully, or, or just visiting, or passing through the city. Um, I just want to take this time to just pray. Um, for certain people who feel that they've just gotten comfortable um, they've just relaxed um, the expectations are a minimum um, because life happened life has happened um, but I'm here to remind you that remember that time that God convinced you um, how great he was, how good he is uh, just like Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12 first promised him I'm going to do a great thing in your life I'm going to make your name great don't you think God can remind us again how great He is? Um, I just want to take this time to just pray, uh, even for people struggling, to just be excited to come for Sunday service even. Um, but I want to take this time to just pray um, for you. Um, so wherever you're sat, 
All I want you to do, not even come out to the front, I just want you to stand where you are, just to stand where you are. Uh, whether you're struggling uh, just to expect something more, expect something great, uh, I just want you to stand where you are. And just even as Abraham did as well, I just want you to look up, whether it be the ceiling, you can close your eyes. Uh, I just want you to look up and stand. And just in, in, in adoration, just in awe of what God has got to do for your life. Uh, so why don't you just do that? Why don't you just stand? And then I'm just going to close this in prayer. Uh, dear God, I want to thank you that uh, you don't just leave us, uh, you don't just save us and leave us, Lord. Uh, Lord, you, just, you, you follow our footsteps, you guide our footsteps, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just want to pray and just commit all these people, different people standing. Uh, whether they be at home, whether it be here in physical service, uh, Lord, I just want to pray that you have great things in store for them, Lord. I just want to remind them they have great things in store for them. Uh, but Lord, even though life happens, sometimes we get tired, sometimes we get physically drained, our expectations become a minimum. Uh, Lord, I just want to pray that you should continue to just speak for these people, continue to remind them how good you are, how much you love them, Lord. Uh, just to remind us how, how, how much you love us to meet us in our little context, in our little tents, Lord. Uh, so, Lord, we just want to pray and just commit all these different people unto you. Uh, Lord, we don't know what they're going through personally, Lord, but you do, Lord. Uh, you know um, what expectations that you have set for them, Lord. We know that the promises that you have built for them, Lord. And, Lord, we're believing for just even just a powerful time uh, where they can just come to you again, continue, even tirelessly. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a waiting period. doesn't matter... Uh, if they've been through it all and trying to done everything, Lord, uh, but Lord, we know it all comes from you at the end of the day. Uh, Lord, we know you provision your plans and your purposes for us, Lord. Uh, Lord, we want to commit, again, these people unto you. Uh, Lord, we just help us as a church also to just encourage these different ones, encourage them, uh, continue to just build our community around them as well to support them, Lord. And Lord, I just want to pray and just thank you for just even how great you are, Lord. And just reminding us how great you are to, again, just meet us in our little perspective, in our little tents, Lord. Uh, but Lord, we want to thank you that you can bring us outside to, again, just count the stars even, Lord. All these different things that you have built, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just want to thank you for just reminding us and loving us. Uh, even if it takes three reminders, four reminders, or a thousand reminders, Lord. Uh, Lord, we know that you are there to always guide us, Lord. And always just remind us how loving you are and how gracious you are in our lives, Lord. And so, Lord, we want again just pray for these people. Just thank you for their lives. Thank you for their sacrifice. Thank you for their support. And just the love that they've shown to different ones around them as well. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.